Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me a River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Dennis, I'm excited to tell you that I did not think up anything clever to say in this introduction. Well, don't worry. I have an idea. Oh. So you always say the MTG Advice Podcast. Yes. I think we should mix that up. You want to change this, the tried all, and true formula of this podcast success. So this podcast is A, so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And also in many ways so much less, but most so much more. Mm-hmm. So let's just have a new one every week. That's Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scrimey River, the Franz Ferdinand fan cast, the Archduke, not the band. We review his policies every week. Move on, blast through it, and go and continue to do the podcast as normal. But then... I have to think of something new and fresh every week, and I have trouble enough not saying big show this week, Dennis. <laughs> That's true. Oh, so much of your brain power is already caught up with saying, "Don't say, it, don't say, it, don't say, it, yeah, don't say, it, don't I, say." It. I, like all I'm, all I'm thinking is like, "Don't say big show. Don't talk about the size of the show this week, right?" Size agnostic show. Yeah. So we'll, we'll pop that. What did they say? We'll put a pin in that. Put a pin in. Circle back. What? What what are you putting a pin in? Because when like my understanding, you're a lot more corporate speak savvy than I am, right? When you put a pin in something, you're saying we're binning that, right? Like, but that's not happening. Is that correct? No, it, mean, it means you'll come back to it. Usually, I think in in I mean, COVID obviously has changed everything from home, but ordinarily, I think you would jab a pin into the arm of an unpaid intern so that he'd pull it out later and remind you about what you want to talk about. I think is generally the way it goes. See, I always thought it was like <laughs> we're gonna kill this, right? Like no, put a pin in it is st- put. A, I mean, it's put a pin in it is is the equivalent of when your mum is like, oh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. It's never happened, right? I thought okay, but isn't that just a way to make people like you know? My mum would say that and then never talk about it again. And hope hope that I'd forget. So isn't that what's going it's, on there? Sometimes sometimes it is that. Yeah. yeah so that's what I it basically it to be. at its core it means shut up about this at least for now. Yeah. So what I always imagine that you're putting a pin in, and I, I think like what it's supposed to be is like we'll put a pin in it. We'll put it up on the notice board. We we'll use a pin and put it in the cork board, right? But mm. I always imagine it to be a balloon. Oh wow! Put a pin in it. Bah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone. Don't like worry that. about it anymore. Good. All right, Riley, we should we should get tuck we should tuck in here. We got some actual real bona fide questions this week. We really do. But Dennis, before we do that, we've got to pay the piper. There's plenty piper. Every week coming back for wanting more. Well, Riley, here's the thing. Most of our audience is in the United States, as is most of Channel Farball's audience, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, a little bit in Canada and some in Europe, obviously. So depending on where and you are. And nowhere else. Sorry, Australia. Sorry, everywhere else in the world. Sorry, basically, actually, the entire Southern Hemisphere there. Like, we have plenty of, I think we have plenty of viewers in South America as well. Yeah, as well, yeah. But. That, this is something that annoys me so much. Sorry, very small tangent here. It annoys me so much when people are like, hmm, coming this spring. It's like, okay, do you mean now or in six months? Coming in autumn. All right. Autumn has already happened, mate. What do you, like. Okay. All right. Okay. We're ten percent of, the, on, of the world's population, mate. The forgotten ten percent. Uh, okay. Hang on a second. But I, it's hmm. so. Is summer in December in Australia, or is summer just cold? No, summer. What? Summer is in December. Okay, All the so it's, it's swapped. So okay, but it, it, the seasons are swapped, not the weather. Which is to say, you don't have snowy summers no. and hot winters. <laughs> it's not like, oh bloody scorching winter. This one can't wait for a bit of cool yeah, weather yeah, when yeah, summer yeah. comes around. No, 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 no. Summer is the other. It's the other way around. I got very indignant about this one time on stream, and I was like, half the world, you know, forgotten that sort of stuff. And some streams like, you know, it's not half the world, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's the, it's a hemisphere. It's like, yeah, but it's not like half the world's half population. The I'm like, yeah, but you know, there's like South America, half of Africa. You know, there's couple of islands here and there there's australia new zealand that sort of stuff i went and china it up. china and india ruined that for you dude <laughs> i went and looked it up it is 10 percent of the world's population yeah like one in three people live in china or india and they're both in the northern hemisphere yeah exactly and one in only one in 10 live in the south side of the equator it is yeah less than i thought it is a lot <laughs> yeah. less than i thought so but- my my sort of indignance at people saying like Oh, you know, it's coming this this winter or whatever. It's like, well, for for half the world, no, for ten percent of the world, ten percent of the world, it's not true. Anyway, what I was getting at, though, Riley, is yes. where you live, where I live, where most of our audience lives as well, and which mm. is now three countries we're talking about. Things are opening back up. That's true. The hatch, the hatch is coming off the fallout shelter, so to speak. Yes, and there are little, there are there. Are, you can see the points of light blinking off people's eyes as they emerge out into the dust into the wasteland the forgotten wasteland and oh look at this what is it it's that mythical place i've heard of 
yeah. outside. Outside. Wade through the, the rain of Strontium 90 to your local game store, Riley. Crawl out through the fallout. Fallout. Yes. You know what I mean. But head to com. Get your sleeves. Get your deck boxes. Get you your singles. You've missed a year of Magic the Gathering. Make sure you get those. you got to get those sleeves. There are people out there with disgusting microbe-filled hands. You don't want them touching your cards. Double, triple sleeve. Now's the time. Quadruple sleeve. You need, oh, you need to protect your sweet cardboard from the horrors that lurk outside. A brief aside here, Eddie. Did you see, I don't know if you saw this, but Flesh and Blood introduced, because a lot of Flesh and Blood cards are quite, um, quite collectible. Yes. And quite valuable. Mm -hmm. They introduced that you are allowed to have cards that are not in your main deck. So, for example, like your, like something that would exist in the command zone or like a fusion card in Yu-Gi-Oh! or things like that. They are allowed to just be in um, slabs. Oh, sick! Really? Like BGS graded? Yeah. Right. So this is like oversized commanders in EDH. You can, yeah. They don't, they don't it's in it's in a resin plastic case. Yeah. You, you don't have to be able to shuffle it into your deck, right? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's stuff from your extra deck. You just like bam. I think that's pretty bling. That is wild, man. That's actually yeah. That is. That, <laughs> oh, good. I love the idea that before the rules change in Commander, right? Like in Commander now, what you, what it is now is if your Commander would go anywhere, you can just put it in the command zone, right? No matter what, mm-hmm. right? But beforehand, you know, if it got committed, right, you had to put it in your library. There was nothing else you could do. What if it was oversized, right? I just love the idea that a slabbed Commander. You're trying to shuffle your deck and put a slabbed Commander in there somewhere. Like, oh, I hope I draw it. No, oh, I didn't draw it. Oh no, it's twenty <laughs> cards down. Um, but that's did you good. see? Did good, you see that Logan liberty. Paul wore a Charizard to his fight, Riley? No, I didn't. I paid as little attention to that as possible. He wore a Charizard in a slab on a chain. As I don't, jewelry, I don't think much of either either of those people. I don't think much of Floyd Merriweather or of <laughs> Logan Paul or of Logan Pippen. Yeah, but but I have to say that that is actually a pretty that's a pretty beastly move. It's pretty good, huh? I, I have to say that that's actually pretty beastly. That does it, yeah. All right. I don't like Logan Paul very much at all, but I have to say that I'm, I'm a lot more impressed by him walking out with a Charizard, a slab Charizard on a chain than I would be of, you know, someone with an enormous diamond, you know, I don't know, medallion or whatever on or a gold. Or clock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a lot less impressed. Okay. All right. Well, credit where it's due. Who won? <laughs> I, I assume the, the person who's actually good at boxing. Uh, no, it was a tie. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Was it actually? Yeah. How was it a tie? It's an exhibition match, so there's no judges. So if it goes all eight rounds, it's just over. So does that go on Mayweather's record? Uh, I don't is think exhibitions now, go on the record. I'm not sure now, if exhibitions go on the record anyway. Because he was 50-0 and 0, one, right? Yeah, I believe so. Something like that, yeah. If he's 50-0 and 1 now to a YouTuber? I, I, I think he got paid pretty handsomely for it, Riley. <laughs> I don't think any amount of money is worth sacrificing that. 50 and 0, dude? I went, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. How much? Because you said I don't think any amount of money. Well, he made like $40 million from it or something. Uh, one second. I'm looking it up. How much is in the fight press? Here we go. Here we go. Here I we just go. I, I'm so put off by his entire vibe. Like Logan Paul or Floyd Mayweather? Well, both, you know. But like he he's one of those people that's like rich, knows it, and is insufferable about it. As well, you know what I mean, like the sort of person who flaunts and rubs you, their wealth into other people's face. It's like nice, you've made your pile. That's very good. You know, good on you. You've beaten capitalism. Congratulations. But just it looks like, like he made about a hundred and three million dollars. There's just no need for anyone to have that amount of money in their yeah. lifetime. Like in their yeah. inter- never know, never never mind for one afternoon's work, right? I know it's not one afternoon, so you have to try and do a lot of stuff, you know. Whatever, He's been retired fine. for years. But, like, oh, but, you say there's no amount of money worth going to 50 on one? I think $100 million might be. <sighs> no, one needs char- that, no one needs that much money. It's a lot of Charizards, man. No one needs that much money. Yeah, you could hang an entire starter deck around your... Around your <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> around your neck right. for that. Head to shadowfable.com. Please use code SMART, especially if you are buying a slabbed basis set edition especially, Shadow Charizard. Especially if you're Floyd Mayweather and you want to go and buy out the store. Coupon code NIGHT, please, Mr. Mayweather. You want, you want, you want to blast through some of that prize money. All right, right, we got a couple of questions here. Remember, please do head to shadowfable.com. I'm a little annoyed. Can I tell Pokemon you now? Goodies. I'm a little annoyed. I, I, it, I, don't, I don't want to bring the vibe, the energy of the show down, Dennis. But Why like, are you annoyed? 
I just don't like people being so unapologetically uh, and shamelessly wealthy. There's no. Well, that, here you go, Ronnie. Here's the. F- I mean, you, you've seen that that whole thing. That's like after you make your first, I think it's either a hundred million or a billion or whatever you want it to be. Yeah. After that, all of your money is taxed like ninety nine percent, and you get a you get a gold medal that that's says you won, capitalism. you won capitalism. Exactly. That's right. I just think there should be a congratulations. You did it. Tax. Where yeah, the, yeah. yeah the upper tax rate is like ninety seven point five percent. Because you just don't need any more money. Yeah, anyway. and you, you you get a medal and you get to go to a ball once a year for winning capitalism. Oh, mate, make it once a month. Don't worry about it. What? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever sure. you want. You know, it's fine. I saw a t- I saw a tweet the other day. Is nobody right? You you know that Jeff Bezos is like the is richer than God, right? Yeah, yeah. Is nobody concerned that he quit his job? Hmm. He's stepping down to CEO, and next month he is blasting himself into space. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm concerned now. <laughs> why are you why this gonna be like Doctor Evil? What, he's gonna no, take what does a, he? He's what does he know? A, he's gonna take off in a big boy and move move to the moon. What does he know? Where's he going? I'm not into it, man. He's I, taking him and his brother to space. I'm I'm sorry. I I am into it. I mean, I'm into him not being on this planet anymore. Here's the thing. I, mean, I, think, right? I think it's just for an afternoon, but sure. Like functionally, for you, like for for your at you, the my purpose, your purpose, right? There's no difference between someone having one hundred million dollars and two hundred million dollars, right? They're still, largely speaking, the same amount of rich. Uh, yes, from our perspective. Just think about that. One hundred million dollars is more money than you or I or most people will ever see in their entire lifetime. Yep, and it's a drop in the ocean for people at that level. Mm-hmm. Right, like. We've often said on this show, the difference between one billion dollars, a million dollars and a billion dollars is a billion dollars. Yes. And uh, anyway, it's fine. Dennis, I'm not saying we should eat the rich. I'm not, I don't like that phrase generally, eat the rich. But I tell you what we should do is yeet the rich because I've had enough. Into, into, into space. <laughs> into space in this situation. Anyway, Avocado's got a first question. Dennis, you want to hit us up with it? Avocado writes in and says, advice question. Often in a paper tournament with a low rules enforcement level, such as FNM, for example, someone will make a stupid mistake that plays into something on board, such as attacking a flyer into a reach creature or something similar. Often after doing this, they'll ask to take it back. What is the correct way to say no to that question without making it super awkward? Also, from the other person's perspective, are you the asshole for asking to take back after making such an innocent mistake? Thanks. Nice to get a nice easy one for us here, Dennis. Takes you uh, To kick this show off here. So, Avocado, uh, the, the best way, when someone says, oh, they, you know, they're taking you for, let, let, that's a good example. They take their flyer into your reach creature, for example. Your, your, your two five, your red two five that has reached for no that reason. That has reached for no reason that anyone can discern. So they do that, right? And they go, oh, I didn't realize that it had reach, right? Uh, can I take that back, right? And you're sitting there and you don't want to make it awkward, right? You want to make sure that the game goes on without it being kind of weird or tense or anything. You say, yeah, sure. That's what you do because no. you're playing no. at, at casual REL no. and it doesn't matter is only game why you have to get mad. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize the cards played themselves, really. I didn't realize we just laid down our decks and flipped them up and saw what happened. I didn't realize I'm that was a I'm not talking works. about... GPs. I'm not talking about anything else. Like I'm talking. Pro about magic is dead, level. baby. This is the only magic there is. <laughs> you let you just let them do it, man. You're gonna win. You're gonna beat them anyway. If they're the sort of person who's it, making this, no, 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 no. You're gonna It's got to be no, no. It's got to be a case by case basis. If this person's a rusted on magic player, who's been playing for a long time. If you know this person, all sales are final. All tax are final. Yeah, I mean, that is true. I wouldn't let you take something back if so, me. Right? If someone sits down and they're like, this is my first FNM, let them have the, let them turn their guy back. But then back it's not going to be super awkward. If you know them well, it's not going to be awkward. Like, I think, I think Avocado is talking about like playing against a stranger or someone they at least don't know well enough to be like, no, you're an idiot. Well, how about this, right? Somebody, so you, you've been going to FNM in a store for a year and a half now and you see yep. the same guy here every week, but you don't know him. His name's Carl. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I don't know Carl's his name. Yeah, his name could be Carl. He, okay. he, he, he saw he was wearing a shirt once that looked like it was from his work that had "Hi, my name is Carl" on it. But you think it might have been ironic. It's hard to say. Okay. So he's like, "Oh, I didn't mean to attack that." And you're like, "You know." You look down. You see his game day play mat. You see his Pro Tour Avison restored deck box. You know. You know. He 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 plays Magic. He's a okay. gamer. Yeah. He games. He games. He games is the best of them. Does he game? He games. All right. You let him take it back? Yeah, of course, absolutely. There's no question. There's packs on the line, right? Really. That's fine. I'll let, I'm going to take it back. Because the other thing is, I don't want to walk out of there and start, like, have you heard, of, I know I'm not putting myself on the same level as T-Pain, right? 
But there's a thing, uh, okay, there's where a thing, is this going? There's a thing... Well, this is the same energy that I'm approaching this with, right? There was a thing on Reddit where someone was like, yeah, T-Pain came into my restaurant, or a restaurant my sister works at or something, and like he didn't tip and was really rude and, and left a, a, made a mess or whatever like that. And this was on Reddit, right? People were going, oh, yeah, he's such a dirty dog. Da, da, da. It doesn't surprise me at all kind of person he is, right? T-Pain replied on Reddit, right? And he was Whoa. like, this is why I always tip a minimum of 20 and usually like 50% no matter where I go because I never want stories like this to emerge. So you're saying, Riley, you're too famous to not let people have taxi backs. I'm saying that I don't want that's people what I'm to go away from you're- that. And the next time I'm on coverage, they go, oh, that's that asshole who wouldn't let me take something back. I think the bro- I think the vast majority of magic players would agree with not letting people take things back. To be honest with you, I'm not saying they're right to do that, but I think they would agree with it. I pro- yeah, you 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 are probably correct because it is you know it's a game and you're you it's you're supposed to win. But at at a low REL, I'm uh, whatever, man. I'm letting you take Real, it back. I, true, to be honest, though, right? Like I agree with you honestly. Rule zero is only game why it has to be mid. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. So I would I would. Yeah, I, I would be. I would let them take this back, take it back in like ninety nine percent of cases. I guess if they just continue to make the same mistake, it's like, dude, you've got to stop attacking to this reach creature. It's been here you've, three turns. You've got to stop missing your upkeep triggers. Yeah, like that sort of stuff. Like it, it's it, it's. But even then, like if they're that bad, like you're gonna win anyway, so it doesn't really matter. You know, That's I, you lose, people this, lose to players worse than them all the time, dude. I don't know about that. But the second part, half of this question here, from the other person's perspective, are you the asshole for asking a take back after make, making such an innocent mistake? No. Maybe. Depends no. on the tournament. Depends on the vibe. If you're playing Can- at a low REL FNM event, you shouldn't be made to feel like an asshole for, for like making a mistake and asking to rect- like asking to fix it. Like it's not. I have run into I have run into people at FNM level who play so loose and like they're on their phone, they're doing trades with other people, and they ask well, to take backs all the time. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay, that's different. In that situation, I think they're being rude and they're probably not getting away with it. Right? Okay, okay, but if they're okay. making, if they, I don't think that that comes out just them making like an earnest mistake, right? That's not them. That's them. I think being disrespectful to you while you're playing. If they're on their phone, if they're trading, if they're talking to people, whatever else, right? I'm probably going to be a lot less forgiving. But that's different. Like I, I, that, that wasn't. I don't think covered by this. What this question was. I think this is just someone again, as you say, like attacking a flyer into a reach creature without without realizing. I don't know. That's just a feel bad. Yeah. Moment. Okay. Like that's. I'm not. Doing I agree. That, right? I agree. Oh, and here's another thing, right? If they're like attack into your two two with my three three, and you're like sure giant growth, and like oh wow no I won't do that then. He's like well no <laughs> sorry mate like they're not getting that. <laughs> I'm not being like oh well of course you go. oh yes take it back. I had the combat trick after all, so you know silly attack. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about <laughs> making sure that a player doesn't. I don't want a player to walk away from a game like me, a game with me, feeling like I got them. Do you know what I mean? That's ex- that's exactly what I want. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> the duality of the magic player. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. my advice is chill out. Chill out a little bit. Let him ta- have the takesies backsies. Honestly, I mean, this is the honest truth. You are probably going to win games against people who attack with flies into reach creatures. You are probably right, going to I- win those games most of the time. Can I ask you a favor? Go on. It is very warm in this room. So could you please like hum the girl from Ipanema or something while I go to open this window? I'll just read the next question while you go and open the next window, Dennis. Smart. I'll, just I'll remember to cut that bit out. Don't worry about They'll it. never notice. They'll never notice. <clears throat> Dennis, while you're sitting there listening attentively. <laughs> our, right. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> he- heavy window. So, sorry. What happened there? Did the window stab you? Did the window <laughs> offer some resistance to being open? <laughs> Truthfully, you were like, they'll never know. It's just like, oh, I need to make some sort of noise here. And I was like, what's a good window opening noise? Mm, guttural roar. That'll do it. Did you, did you fusro da the window open, Dennis? Yeah. Fus. I got, I got, I got through it with a fusro. I could, I get away with that to da. No, Dara, just shatter it. Commander Zelgotis yeah. writes in, says, I need some advice about my LGS. About a month ago, some of the players had me some, uh, had asked me about starting regular modern events uh, after the install suspension and after MH2, and I said, sounds great, since I love modern. Oh, uh, my LGS with a capital M. Oh, right. My LGS is in I own this LGS, not the my, LGS my, that my, I my GS. To. Yes. My, my, my extremely local game store, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily live there. <laughs> well, you don't know. Save on rent, mate. Sleep in the attic. Beautiful. Mm, sleep in the deck box. 
Sleep in a deck box. Um, I love modern. A week ago, one of the players who's in financially independent asked about some cards. I agreed to lend him some burn stables, like stables, staples, like a play set of bolts, a guides, and a couple of Boros charms until he got his own. That's actually mm-hmm. very nice and also very smart because it probably means the person will stick around, play more magic, and ultimately buy cards. Very smart stuff from Commander Zalgados there. This past weekend, however, I heard that other player. I heard from other players. They're now considering shunning him from their playtest group because I let him borrow some cards, and his deck is now too powerful. Oh no! I was unhappy that they thought seven staple cards made his deck uh, so much better than their own and would kick him out from their group. Should I ask for my cards back so he doesn't get shunned? Sincerely, Tom. What sort of rink-a-dink Mickey Mouse Operation playtest group is this? That they can't handle a couple Boros charms? And they, yeah, they, uh, gulp, they, they play Gobbling up. Oh, no, that's it. Sorry, no. You can't play a one mana two two here. It's <laughs> grey ogres that's only. Great, yeah. Well, but like, how do you get, ah? How can you be so invested to have like a playtest group, right? This doesn't but make any sense ha- at all. Yeah, that's but not be able to handle one. It's not a very good modern deck. Like, how? That's such a good. Po- I didn't even think about it through that lens. How can you have a playtest group that isn't equipped to build to to deal with a bad burn deck? Like Riley, I think. This is a phrase we bandied around a lot, and I think it has never been more appropriate than it is now. This is magic as guys, intended. No, no, no. These oh. guys are third-rate duelists with yeah. fourth-rate oh, decks. 100%. There you go. You nailed it. You hit, hit it right in the head with this one. This I don't, energy I don't, sucks. I don't know what Zilgata should do here, though, yeah. It sucks. We want to we, 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 we try hard to get better. Whoa, whoa not that hard. Hang on. <laughs> You do have an easy out here, right? Like, as you say, you, you've got a very plausible sort of like, hey, I need those cards back, right? And no one's going to look at you and be like, wow, what a prick, right? Because they're your cards and you run the store. Maybe you've had people come in and ask about Goblin Guides. It's your only copy. You want to sell it, right? Like, there's nothing unreasonable about you calling those cards back in if it's going to save this person's social life. But I don't think that solves the problem, really. No, Riley, I think we have a better solution here. Okay. He's done it again. He's done it again, everyone. Dennis has thought of something again. Maybe this is my entrepreneurial mind. Go on. Go on your Facebook page, Zelgatis, for the store Mm. and just post like a a modern staples level up package for like a hundred bucks with a bunch of like lands, yep. you know, some just like some normal, just some normal good modern cards. Okay. Honestly, right now at time of recording, there's a sale on modern staples, 7% off on shanfaba.com. If you move yeah, quick, okay. you could still get it. Commanders yeah, of yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, I knew the hammer was going to fall at some point. <laughs> uh, that isn't a bad idea though. Like instead of attempting to keep this person at like at their level with the bolts the guides boros jumps whatever raise everyone else up be like yeah, hey, this is not a problem this is a sales opportunity hey i heard you were kicking bucko out of his out of, out of your group right how about i sell you some cards that are going to help you beat him i hey, think that's got to be the way to go hey you know <laughs> check this out you know that guy that i lit those bolts to he's talking mad shit <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna take that you gotta beat him man and here, I have a wide range. How do you fancy buying some of these new Modern Horizons 2 staples here? Yeah, to how really, do you feel about, to really you feel about an Assassin's Trophy? Who wants some Blood Moons? You want some Cryptic Commands, a Blood Braid Elf? You name it. Yeah, I got it all. You're going to take this kind, of, this kind of trash talk from this person who isn't even playing with his own cards? Come on. You need to level up your game. And the best place to do that is a channel. No, it's not a channelfiber.com as far as... Commander Zelgotus. It's, a, it's a Zelgotus' Zel- Zel- game shop. Yeah. Zelgotus's- Hello, game shop. Hello, Zelgotus' game shop. Um, so, as ever, Dennis has found the way to make a make a buck out of this. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest problem here, if we skip over the shunning and we skip over the, um, you know, the, the, the monetary aspects of it is, you've got some players in your shop that have a really, really just terrible, like, mindset towards this sort of thing. Like yeah, I, I, I was joking when I said it, but the, I'd like to get better at the game. Wait, no, not that much better is weird. Like it's a really weird energy. Like maybe maybe you're just saying playtest group without actually meaning playtest group. Maybe they're just a casual group of friends. But like shunning someone from a group because they've they because their their magic card magical cardboard is too good. Like what the hell, man? Yeah, it's nuts. And and that's the only solution: shunning. Like that's it. There's no. There's just exile. You just get sent into exile because your cards are too powerful. There's no compromise. There's no discussion. There's no like, oh, maybe try this, maybe do that. It's just like, no, no, no. We're not going to hang out with you anymore. What kind of people are these, man? Might be time for a little bit of, I don't know, a little bit of a reminder on on the on the virtues of inclusivity and and compromise and understanding. I'm really not impressed by this. 
Well, here we are. One-two punch. You hold an inclusivity and being nicer to the seminar, at the end of which you try to upsell them on your modern staples package. See, like a time uh, share. You know, we, we've learned a lot today about inclusivity and about compromise. And I'm ready to compromise my pricing structure for all of you to include you in my sales. By now. To, inclu- to, to include these secret layer assassin's trophies in your modern deck. <laughs> exactly. We've talked about inclusivity. How about including some new fetch lands recently reprinted, right? <laughs> no one likes being left out. And Misty Rainforest least of all. By now. Misty Rainforest least of all. <laughs> you know what's left out of modern for a long time, Riley? Mm. Primeval Titan. He didn't like it. No, I didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy it. You know what? Let him back Let him back into your modern In Modern deck. Horizons 2, there are a lot of cards that have never been part of modern before. You know, there are sort of mm, these, mm. All, all, these, all these old cards that have been reprinted into the format for the first time, right? What, you're just going to let them sit there and rot on the shelf? You're going to make them feel left out? Oh, you're not good enough for modern? No, no, not in my store. This is an inclusive space. You need to include you need to include yeah, these give, cards in your deck. Give them a home in your deck and give your dollars a home in my wallet. That's it. Why don't you This is all about inclusivity training. I'd like to include your money in my bank account. I think I think we've I think we've nailed it here. I don't think there's a they just they just I can't reasonably foresee a situation where this problem continues to exist and for commanders I'll go to be honest. No, I don't think so either. Dennis, we've done it again. Knocked out of the park. Another satisfied customer. <laughs> All right, ready to get another question here from Pete. You ready for this? Yep. Pete asks, my question is, what are your individual processes for deck building in the early stages of a format when a warping set such as Modern Horizons 2 comes out? Do you proxy a ton? Do you buy into a deck and hope it's good? Do you wait for the pros to tell you what's what? Do you wait for the format to unfold? I'm not the most patient person in the world when it comes to Magic the Gathering car buying, and I want to get to Bruin, but I want to do it in a worthwhile and ideally economic way, especially with how expensive some of these cards seem to be. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the content. As always, Pete. Tough one, because uh, it depends which area you're talking about. If we're talking, like, online-only play... I'll, I'll kind of just suck it and see, right? Like, I'll I'll build the deck, play with it if it's no good. A couple of wild It's much more liquid. My gut is that Pete means paper. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm thinking because we're talking about buying, like, MTG and card buying. He says proxy a ton. So, if we're talking about the, the meat space here, if we're talking about physical paper cards, you you don't have the liquidity, especially on Modo, where you can just like, oh, I'll buy this playset or whatever. Ah, okay, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. I'll sell it and take the 15% loss or whatever, you know, and that's just the price of finding out. But in paper, you don't really always have that luxury, right? So do you charge like a bullet a gate, buy the entire format, buy the entire set and like just hope it works out? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. But then again, you don't want to be late on, you know, a card that is that later going to spike and, you know, you could buy a play set of it now for what it en- for what is going to end up being the price of one of it later on. So... I, I don't know, man. I'm certainly a lot more patient with this sort of stuff, so I'm happy to sit back, wait, net deck, see what the pros say, that sort of thing, let the dust settle. But if you want to get your hands on the cardboard, if you want to be the first through the gates, I don't know. What do you do, Dennis? I mean, nowadays, I mean, I don't want to sound like a shill again, but with stuff like like CFP Pro, for example, mm. they have those st- that stuff figured out pretty quick. Yeah, there's actually already a lot of modern stuff on CFP Pro at the moment. Was, yeah, was, for like the like the, the perspective MH2 stuff. I was I was already like skimming through some of it, like just to see what their thoughts were. Like I I don't know if that's going to necessarily equate to a purchase on my behalf, but like at least I feel more armed to be like, oh, I'm going to get yep, yep, this yep. card or whatever. So alternatively, you and a, you and a couple of friends, mm. you and six or seven or eight friends. Oh, here or whatever, we go. I see where this is going. This, this sounds good. Yep. Chip in and buy like a case. Or draft it. Buy like or, like a, almost like a timeshare type thing where you all own the. Oh, this is going to be messy though. Yeah, like you're going to say messy. you buy you, you you buy play sets of all the rares or whatever. Yeah, and then it's like oh, I need those for there, but I want to play that deck. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, that's probably not going to work yeah, out. You can't, you can't. What you can do is that you can do that and figure it out, and then together liquid try liquidate all the all the, all the cards you don't want. Yeah, but the problem is like you know oh I, I need the Ragavans this weekend. You know, you yeah, know I mean? you can't do that. You can't yeah, do a timeshare. That no, doesn't it's, work. It's not going to work. No, no. I think you can offset your cost and figure things out by grouping up with some friends. I think if you sign up to services like CFP Pro, I think stuff does actually get figured out pretty quick yeah. to the point where you can make you can make a confident order like before the set even releases or would ship to you realistically in the first week or two. I'll say this though, like you your idea about buying I think buying the singles is probably not the right way to go, but if you buy a case, right, or whatever, between 
eight friends, you're not all going to want the same deck. You know, there's going to be blue mages, there's going to be red mages and whatever. Like, you know, you're going to want this card, they're going to want that card. And, and you, you're more likely to find an equilibrium, a compromise that's going to suit everyone once mm-hmm. you've you've busted those packs. And there's all sorts of stuff you can do while you're busting those packs. You know, you can you can all sorts of like little bits of these games. That, I mean, you actually just literally draft them and then afterwards put them all together or whatever, right? So there's, there's, uh, there's other ways to eke value out of that purchase. But then at the end, like, there's a higher chance that you can order to sit down and come to some kind of sort of arrangement about who gets what, you know, and, and hopefully yeah, everyone sure. will be as. And then, you know, even if you don't get the play set of Ragavans or whatever, you can be like, well, now I only need to buy one. Yeah, you get two or three of the way there for sure. Yeah. Or something. I, I I don't know. Like, maybe this doesn't sound realistic, but maybe Fetchlands is a better example than a Mythic, a Chase Mythic. But, like, if you're like, right, I need Fetchlands, you know, and I need Verdant Catacombs the most, right? But I also wouldn't mind a Misty. So you mm-hmm. crack all these cases. Maybe there are three verdant catacombs and two misties. Like, well, okay, I, I can take this amount of catacombs, one misty, whatever. I'll buy the last catacomb. You take this, whatever. You you can take the, you know, the the whatever card that you want. I don't know. I think I think there's room there, but it's still a big outlay. The thing is, are you guaranteed to play these cards? I mean, there's a lot. There's no doubt. There's a lot of like staples in Modern Horizons too. It's 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 hard to see you losing out on. You know, this is a really tough question. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so so Seth, right, from MTG Goldfish tweeted the other day, and he said that, like, at the moment, MTG, uh, uh, Modern Horizons boosters are just ridiculous EV. And obviously those prices are going to really deflate, good. right? But sealed product for Modern Horizons 2 at the moment is just, it's bonkers. You, you, yep. you, you're, you can expect to at least break even based on the, the face value of the cards that you're opening in, in, a, in, a, in any given box. Yep, head to channelfarble.com right now. Get your box of Modern Horizons 2. Use code tomorrow on the way out. And if you do that with a bunch of mates, you're much likely to end much more likely to end up with cards that you want, and they're much more likely to end up with the cards that they want because the cards that you don't want, you can give to them for you know equal value of the cards that you want. So I kind of like this idea. I, the timeshare one was a non-starter. Like I don't think you should go and buy singles, but if no, you buy a bunch of sealed stuff, right? And if you're going to pad out a modern collection that you're going to use anyway, right? Like, Pete sounds pretty enfranchised, pretty pretty rusted on. Like, it sounds like you're going to be playing modern for a while. Mm-hmm. I want to get brewing, but I want to do it in a worthwhile and ideally economic way. So you want access to a lot of cards. I don't know. Right, maybe this is the tech. You're going. Do it online. Brew online. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was what I, was, I started off talking about, because that's the easy yeah. thing to do, is like, you go on Moto. Brew, brew online, once you're settled, order the cards. They'll have dropped in price by then anyway. If you go online and you buy, you know, you play sets of Ragavan for however, what ungodly... Or you use one of these card rental services. That's true. You could do that as well. Yeah. But, I mean, even if you don't do the card rental thing you and you just buy the actual cards online, you can turn, you can sell them again for a, you know, hefty proportion of what you bought them for. Like, you might take 20% on it maximum, I think. You're not losing half. No, but like, what's what's like, the, but the disparity nowadays, like, what's an expensive card in modern? Well, Ragavan's like a hundred bucks. I mean, one that's out. Uh, I don't know, like Liliana, I guess. Liliana the Veil. Yeah, like a Lily of the Veil. Dig it in, dig it in. From Innistrad will cost you ninety dollars, but only twenty tickets. Yeah. It's a steep discount, not to mention the liquidity we're talking about. Yeah, and also, yeah, you can just sell it back for like 18 or like maybe... But also, yeah, the density of games you'll be able to play on Moto as well is so much higher. I think, Pete, especially if you're feeling impatient, if you need to to scratch that itch of playing with the new cards, I think I would go online. The main reason we spent so long talking about paper cards is because that was sort of where the question was directed. But I think think that was where I started online, and I think Dennis bringing it back to that is actually very, very wise. I think that's where you should be focusing your efforts. That's where you should be doing your brewing, and then when you want to move to F&N, and get bring the modern deck down there. Order the cards. Jeffob.com. Yeah. Coupon code night. Yep. All right. Solved it once again. We've been, oh, Dennis. I'm a little worried. You think we're too good at it? Are, are we? Are we departing from the tried and true traditions of this program? Don't worry, Riley, because the last two questions we have here are straight power moves, baby. Okay, that's good because I was dig I'm, up that dig up that power cord. I'm, Let's go. I'm concerned, man, because like we've just answered three actual advice questions with actual serious advice, and I'm a little worried. Anyway, it's time for power moves. You still have that audio file saved somewhere of the little power cord? You know the tech, right? What's the tech? Do you know? You know I've told you this tech. I have. 
in this in this like the I use a program called Reaper to uh, to mm-hmm. edit the podcast together, and there's the Riley audio file, the Dennis audio file, the music audio file, or sorry, audio tra- or tracks is what I mean. Riley track, Dennis track, yeah. music track, right? That's what yeah, you just slap them in. Yeah. And then there is a secret hidden fourth track, which is always muted, right? But that has but all, just all those noises, yeah. all those noises, all lined up in a row, ready for me to drag and drop, baby. Very good. Very, very smart. Good. All right. Approach the second bomb. Milton here. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. After the first pairing at FNM, greet your first rand opponent and ask them, by any chance, do you have a deck I can borrow from you to play tonight? <laughs> Bonus points if you have another buddy in on it that can pretend to hear you say this and say, oh, I have an extra deck, deck that you can use. And of course, hand you your own deck. That's so ridiculous and so brazen. Imagine turning up to FNM and being like, hey, yeah, yeah, sorry, round one. Um, I, I actually didn't bring a deck. Do you have one? Do you have one I could borrow? Do you have a spare one? Like, we've talked but about I, the Louis Scott Vargas power move, like, hey, can I use your pen? Can I use your dice? Can I use your life total? Can I use your backpack? Can I have your lunch? But, like, this is... This is another step up over I, I love the the co-conspirator route here. Oh, just to make sure the, that... Like, oh, at the I have this it, one at the bottom of my bag, but, like, it's missing a bunch of cards. Like, it's not very good. You're like, no, that's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. And then it's, like, a super tuned, like, Amulet Titan deck or you, whatever. You go even deeper. Yeah, you say, oh, yeah, I've got this, like, half... But it's kind of like a brew or whatever. And you're just like, yeah, burn them. That's... I got, this, I got the standard deck. Like, I could probably just play that if you want to. Requires a bit of setup, but that's pretty succulent. I do like that power move. That's very good. That's very good. I like that. That's a lot. good stuff from got- Milton. There, that's good. We we, we, we haven't got- had a power move in a long time, and that was that was a, a good way to come back to the segment. We got another one here, Riley. Well, a perspective one at least from okay. Tuesday Tastic. Ready for this? Go on. I have an "Am I the asshole?" question for Smar. I was playing Cube once on Moto, and it had been a really long game. And my opponent said "GG" on my, my turn while they had Lethal on board. Gross. Little do they know I have a settle. Little do they know I have a settle the Ooh. wreckage in hand. And I think if I don't say anything, it's going to look weird, and they won't swing. So I say, yeah, GG back. And when they swing out, I type psych in chat and blow them out. Then I win the game. Am I the asshole or is this a power move in disguise? Pure power move here. This is fine. I would have said, like, without the, without the stuff at the beginning, like saying GG and then. Without like, the premature GG, it's, yeah, a, it's an, it's an asshole move. Then it's yeah. terrible, but like, this is fine. They've, they've BM'd you. They've given you the premature GG and like. Fight just, BM with BM every day. Of the oh, week. yes, mate. Fight fire with fire. Fight BM with BM. And no, no, abs- absolutely. You're absolutely in the clear. And this is a stone cold power move. They think they've got you. They didn't play around settle. I mean, you know, send the clip, top five, settled clips. This is, with, this is, this is pure. Well, this is. This is pure Colin Ambulance, but not for me. It's, it's like I, I'm never going to fault. I mean, I hate Settle the Wreckage generally. I've never, I, well, I, actually, I'm fine with it. I've never been, I've never gotten got by a Settle the Wreckage. You've never, so. fall, you've never fallen for it. Never, yeah. never fallen for it, not even once in my life. And there's certainly no any video evidence of that that you've cackled and crowed over Dennis as being displayed in <laughs> the world. Um, but no, this is fine. I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't, especially like with the GG, man, get out of town. You leave up, what, two white, white, and they're going to GG you? Get out of here, man. Get out of here. Stone no, Cold I think, still, I, think, I, I, think, I think you're pure in the eyes of the Lord here for sure, Tuesday. Absolutely. Whew. All right. Well, that was that was a, a better dismount there. I was a little worried we were, you know, coming off as too earnest and sincere with our advice this week, Dennis. Yeah, no, no. We can't, we can't be happy having that. But if you're looking for advice, Riley, where can people go? Like my brother, my brother and me? No, 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 no. Back oh, up the, back up the ledge. Here. No, no, here. Sorry to us. Yes, Ma. Um, yeesh, uh, dis- Discord. A bit to the so join Riley's Discord. There's a, uh, there's a smart submission channel. channel there that we that we trawl through. You can send in submissions on Twitter uh, as well. You can DM them to us. I will say this: they're much more much less likely to get read out these days, uh, just because Dennis and I are very lazy and we tend to just trawl through that channel for submissions. Um, someone was asking about like what the deadline is. Usually we record on a Wednesday, so try to have it in on by Tuesday for the maximum chance of um of, of us seeing it. And also, as we've said, what was the limit? Four hundred characters. I think it was even less than that. We'll call four hundred. Like, yeah. No, no, four hundred words. But okay, here's the rule: characters if you type into Discord and it's like, oh, your message is too long, we're going to send it as a text file. It's too long. Yeah, well, that's way yeah, too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that's that's too long. Riley, I just received a very strange notification. Go on. It is on LinkedIn. Oh yes, you're getting headhunted, Dennis. Someone has a- someone has added me on LinkedIn, oh, dear. and their name is just some Chinese characters, which I obviously can't read, but okay. that's fine. Yeah, and they've messaged me. All right, what have they said? And it just says, "Hello, Hello. nice to meet you." Hello, <laughs> I'm I'm Joey. All right, I'm from China. Okay, end of message. 
this sounds like Joey has been given. So Joey's. I think what what's happening here is Joey is doing a, an English course online, and needs to have a conversation, right? Like a bit of conversational practice, and so is opening yeah. with, the, with the things that everyone knows how to say. I'm. Th- this is my name. Or a greeting. This is my name. And this is where I'm from. Right. Yeah, je suis Irlandais. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now you have to go back and say, hello, I'm Dennis and I'm from Ireland. You know. Do you know where the library is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to whom does this pen belong? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very strange. Um, so what are you going to say to Joey? You've got a, a potential burgeoning friendship here, Dennis. I mean, I'd love to say for the bit of the podcast, I'll, I'll reply and I'm sure we'll spark some romance that spans both continents and both of our hearts. But in reality, I'm probably just not going to reply, right? <laughs> Sorry, Joey. You got, you got ignored live on air. Dennis, I want to, I want to move into Charizard. I have never, this is the first time we've left someone on red on the podcast. Well, like Joey knows that you're leaving him on red too, which is, uh, yeah, which is pretty yeah. despicable. Dennis, I want to move into Scrimey River. I discovered a, an indie gym. Charizard River. What did I say? I want to move to Charizard movie. Uh, I've been streaming an indie gem, Dennis, a little known game. Uh, you probably haven't heard of it, but uh, it's really good. Uh, highly underrated. Mm-hmm. Not many people have heard of it. It's called A Legend of Zelda, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Wow. And like, I, I saw it's got like really retro graphics. Really retro graphics. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. got like even like the retro soundtrack, that sort of stuff. Uh, I think it's like a. An old school take on the Zelda franchise, which obviously started- And they've kept all the horrible game design decisions we had back in the 90s, you know, it's with very, the puzzles work and stuff. It's very <laughs> true to the 90s game aesthetic, but yeah. I think it's like some weird, like, throwback, because obviously the first Zelda game to come out was, what, Breath of the Wild in 2017? So I think it's like a, um, like a throwback, like, I think it's, it's sort of like, oh, imagine if Zelda were an actually a really old game, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's hard. It's really punishing. It's Dennis. really hard to be a fake Zelda fan. Oh my goodness! It is. It's like I've never played it before, right? And like I was, the past year, I didn't. You know what? I very specifically didn't go and be like, "How bad could it be?" Because I thought, well, it was made in 1994 or whatever. So it very is the answer to that. Um, it is so unforgiving. Now, Riley, I've gone to the. I, I'm not a big Zelda fan. Okay, I've gone to the Wikipedia yep. page. For A Link to the Past. Yeah. And I think I have found your next playthrough. It's not Zelda 2. I'm not going to play Zelda 2. There's no way. What's, now, what's that one called? Zelda 2 is The Adventure of Link, and it's the side-scrolling one. It's it's like a platformer almost. No, no. I think you should play BS Zelda oh, no, what, no Densa like 2 in Shino Sekiban. What? Yeah, no, no, no. No, go on. Ancient, <laughs> Legend of Zelda Ancient Stone Tablets of Antiquity. Is that one of the CD games? It is a Satellaview game. I mean, if I can find a device that will play it. <laughs> so, hang on. It's a satellite modem. Yep. What? Yeah. B- BS Zelda, which is a hell of a name, made use oh, of a voice broadcast system. All of the games on that system started with BS. I, too, have watched that Brian David Gilbert video. Yeah. This game, the game takes place six years after the events of A Link to the Past and is set in Hyrule's Light World. It lacks a Link character. Yes, you play as the Hero of Light, and the playable characters are actually the male and female BSX avatars that also appeared in BS Zelda. No, This yeah. is... Uh, oh, man. The game is in four weekly episodes. These episodes were broadcast live. <laughs> and a simultaneous voice actor soundtrack was broadcast via satellite. To the system. Yeah. This is unbelievable. These are also non-canon, and there's a close to 0% chance I ever play it. You gotta... Like, there's gotta be an emulator that'll let you play BS Zelda no Densitu Ishii no Sekiba. Maybe... Maybe it would be funny to do that a little bit on stream, but... <laughs> maybe it would be funny a little bit. So, have you, you know, have you played any Zelda games? You tried... Uh, I know I've you tried Breath of the Wild, but you didn't like it. And I, and I hated it. Yeah. I thought it was a bad game. I don't think that is true, but I think it's fine to dislike it, but I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's objectively one of the worst games in the world. I'm sorry, Dennis. What the hell? Justify that ridiculous statement. I don't stand by that. I, I, I Technically speaking, it is obviously a very good game, yeah. and it is one of the most well-received games of all time. Yes. I don't like That's it. That's fine. That You're allowed to not like it. Like Just calling yeah, it a bad I game is pretty reductive. Can't really figure out why. Yeah. I tried to play it four or five times. Every time I got two or three hours in yep. and was like, I don't really care about this open world. The systems mm-hmm. are all, there's so many systems and not, you know, they don't, and I know they actually, they interact very well and 
Breath of the Wild is one of those games where like, you can really do anything you want mm. and it'll actually work the way you'd expect it to. Are you, I just are you playing League? What are you no, doing? No, I'm clicking around. You're clicking, I'm clicking something. Around images. I'm clicking around images of BS Southern Inside <laughs> Issue in a second. So- there are too many clicks, too many clicks per minute there for you to be doing something innocuous. <laughs> no, I, was, I just, thought this I was, was going to be the one where you're playing League. You're bloody killing chickens in jungle. That's yeah, what I thought I'll, was, I'll I thought share, I'll share my screen. This, this is what I've been doing. Yeah, I've been see. looking at pictures of this game. Let's check. <laughs> he is looking at pictures of this game. Um, yeah, no. So um, I've been playing Link to the Past. I have to say it is fun. Uh, which is not something I necessarily expected, given the fact that it is like a thousand years old, very difficult, and lacks a lot of. Um, oh, he's just open league now. Yeah, very good. <laughs> a lack of modern of, game. De- a lack of mo- a lot of modern game design sensibilities. Yeah, um, and some of the like the the wall bangers or whatever they're called. What are they called? Wall masters. I never want to see them ever again. They were just the actual worst. What's a what's a what's a wall master? No, before you type it in. Before you type it in. Before you type it in. What do you think a wall master looks like, Dennis? I think it is a a a giant face that looks a little bit like I don't know Mr Miyagi comes out of the wall and attacks you. Couldn't be more wrong. Have a look now, Dennis. Dennis is now typing in "Link to the Past Wallmaster." It is a giant. What the hell is this? It's a giant hand that drops from the floor. Got nothing to do with walls. Absolutely nothing to do with walls. It drops from the the th- the the ceiling, grabs you, and takes you back to the start of the dungeon. Rip! You cannot stand still. In these Reminds dungeons, of Binding of Isaac. otherwise these are in Binding of Isaac, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it, it grabs you and it takes you back to the start of the dungeon. It's the worst. They're the actual worst. I, I was so I was tilted out out of my mind playing this game. So, but I'm enjoying. How it, you know? And I'm going to finish it. How you know? A Link to the Past is a real game is because the related games. It doesn't even say sequels. The related games mm. section of this Wikipedia page is extensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not. I mean, There's, it doesn't have sequels. It's got like spiritual successes and um. Uh, there's a Game Boy Advance game here called The Legends of the Link to the Past and Four Swords yeah the Four Swords is like an adventure like a multiplayer adventure game that you had to like you'd link up other Game Boys and, and play together I haven't played that and then there's A Link Between Worlds which is just kind of like an, that's an actual modern day sequel right yeah and it's it's actually really good it's a re- it's a weird thing where they've taken like it is just a a tribute to A Link to the Past, essentially. Like, it's the, the world map is very similar. They, they twist around a bunch of very cool mechanics in it. You're not into Zelda, so I won't bore you with all the, all the details, but it is a rare, right. it's a rare instance of like, kind of how Metal Gear Solid 4 played off. Why are we back on Metal Gear Solid, dude? Every time. You did man. that. You did that. You know how Metal Gear Solid 4, Chapter 4, right? Yeah, where well you go back to Shadow Mosaic. It just yeah. gets it right. Like you'd say that, right? It just get it. It it it, it is a an, an homage to number one. I would say it's like pure fan service, to be honest. But if you want to call it an homage and dress it up a little, I'm fine with that. Okay, sure. Well, a, a link a link between worlds is is a is a very very good homage to this um to this old this old classic. There's still rumors, right? Still rumors that Metal Gear Solid One remake. Oh baby. Well, at, well, there was stuff swirling around a couple of weeks ago. What happened to that? Well, I don't know. E three is next week, so we'll see. But there were like the voice actors posted a, a, a Zoom call of them all being together. Like, what was that about? Yeah, they had a reunion. I don't know. We'll see. All right, Dennis. Imagine I don't know. this: you're at E3, you're sitting in a darkened um, theater. Theater. Thank you. Room. Big room. Lots of people. Right. Hideo Kojima is on the sc- on the stage. He says, "Hello, everyone. I'm Hideo Kojima. I've been at work." It's like, oh, we know. We saw the tweet. Right. He gives a speech. Blah blah. Boring. Right. Then at the end. Oh, and one more thing, and mm, the theater the lights thing. go down, the screen goes dark, right? And then it says Hideo Kojima presents a Hideo Kojima game. Dennis, tell by us Hideo Kojima. By Hideo Kojima. Tell us the next words that appear on the screen that just absolutely maximize your hype levels. Let me think about this. Let me think about this. And for a it's second. a new Hideo Kojima game. It's by Hideo Kojima from Kojima Studios or whatever, right? But you you get to pick the title of this game that is being announced. I think. Where are you going to go? Think, because there's a lot of different options, right? I think the answer. Yep. If you're asking me today, Dennis Ranyak today, today on 9th of June at time recording. Yep. The answer is Metal Gear Solid Zelda No Densetu Inishigo Sekiban, I think is probably what I'm most excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Weekly episodic, the the you know the voice oh. actors, all the voice acting audio arrives on cassette tape by mail yeah. every week. Beautiful, that's the way to go. See, I was wondering, where would you go? Do you go Metal Gear Solid One remastered? Right? Do we yes, go? I think so. Do we go Metal Gear Solid Six? 
No, is I'm it, out. It's done. Let it die. Is it Death Stranding 2? It's, it's not Death Stranding 2. Okay. It's Metal Gear Solid 1 Remastered. Maybe it's Snake Eater Remastered or it's Silent Hills. That's, I didn't even think about that. All right, you got to mm-hmm. pick. You got to pick. Metal Gear Solid 6 out. Silent Hills. You go for Silent Hills. Silent Hills confirmed yep. as the next Hideo Kojima game by Dennis Strandek. What an exclusive! I would scoop. be more. I'd be more excited about that than Mel- mm. it's close to that Metal Gear Solid One. Okay, but I think Silent Death Hills. Stranding Two, a second, a distant third, distant third. I actually don't want Death Stranding Two. That game is something, but it's it is not something I want more of. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Okay. You've been to a buffet and you're like, wow, boy, did I eat a lot of chicken and potatoes there. That was great. I'm never I'm going, never going back. Yep. Yeah. I've had that experience. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't think I will ever play Death Stranding again. There are, there is no Metal Gear Solid game that I've not played at least 10 or 12 times. That's, yeah, that's powerful. I mean, you, you would buy and play Metal, uh, Death, Gear, Death Stranding too, though. You would. Don't lie. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. He, I, I would, he, Kibio could, would have to release three games in a row that were just six hours of him defecating onto a PlayStation 5 console before I'd be like, mm, I might skip the next might one. Might skip the next one. What about if he re-released like Peggle? Hideo Kojima's Peggle? I mean, that, that, think about the plot twist at the end of that game. <laughs> What's the worst game? What's the most inappropriate game to get the Kojima treatment? What's, What's the worst game you could think Kojima of Kojima? that Kojima... Why are we on Kojima chat again? You're doing... You're leading... You're driving this the bus so here, dude. so annoying. You've just incepted me here. It's ridiculous. All right, we'll do this it's a, bit. He's so, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cult of personality, and then, and then we're done. I'm at work. I'm doing Peggle 2, the pegliest, by Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima game. Peggle 2, Peggles of Liberty, yeah. Peggles of Liberty. I think it would have to be... Like <laughs> Metal Gear PowerPoint, a, an, a suite of enterprise software for business. Excel yeah. by Hideo Kojima. That's great. I would love to see Hideo Kojima's take on a suite of like professional business level software. You're doing. You're using Hideo Kojima's Excel spreadsheet manager, right? Yeah. And then halfway through, it turns out it's actually been. Adobe After Effects all along the whole time. and been working for the whole it's time. Been, Turns out it's been rendering these cells as video, <laughs> mini video files the entire time, and it creates a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Turns uh, out we're done. Turns out what a man. All right, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening, especially to these last ten minutes tortures that there must have been. People love this man. These suckers they love Kojima chat. That's what keeps them. That's what keeps them hooked, dude. That's what keeps them hooked. Anyway, uh, Dennis has now stopped sharing his screen, so I can only assume he is queuing into a game of League, and uh, I'm going to let him get to that. Thank you f- uh, for listening. Thank you to Joachim Karad for the theme song. Thank you to Hideo Kojima for all that you've given us. Um, thank you to <laughs> listeners for sending in questions. Bit.ly slash join around this Discord. Scroll down, you'll find the Smart Discussion, Smart Submission channel, so you can send your stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Catch you next week. Stay fresh, cheese bags.